Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Y'all, not only have I had a few libations, well, more than a few blue moons with, you know, orange slices at the bottom of the mug, (laughs) my air conditioning is out, okay? It happened Friday night, and I'm recording this episode on Sunday night, and I live in the South, and the man, aka the lady, ain't coming back until tomorrow. Needless to say, I say all of this because my attitude is bad. My patience is none, and I'm ready to get into some reality TV asses like a brand new enema, okay? Like a summer's eve, ba- well, that don't, you know, that I'm going ass, but you know, sometimes when when men are preparing for, you know what, it don't, it, it don't even matter, okay? It's your weekly unscripted episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it! That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Goodbye 
to my air conditioning. Woo! I don't know. Let me tell y'all something. I, you know, I feel like we're close enough now. I'm sitting here recording this episode. This might be a quick ass episode, okay? <laughs> this might be a quick episode. I'm sitting here in none but my draws, drinking a cold ass beer, trying to stay cool. You know why? Because I love y'all so much that I still wanted to give you an episode, even in these goddamn uh, dire conditions that I'm recording in, okay? I'm sitting here. I don't have my fan on. That's what's been keeping my ass alive this weekend. I don't have my fan on because I don't like to record with my fan in the background because my microphone, let me tell y'all something, my microphone is so damn good that it picks up on everything. I'm sure y'all can hear socks in the background right now playing with this damn tire, annoying the hell out of me, but... Oh, I'm going to let her live too. I'm going to let you live. I'm going to let this fan live. I'm just, look, if I sound more aggravated than usual, if I do a little bit more cussing and fussing that you used to, then damn it, just count your blessings, okay? Just go in there, cut your air conditioning down a little bit more for me and just hope and pray that I don't pass the hell out recording this damn episode i just had to wipe my damn face then oh lord so my fan is off in the background because i want to give y'all the best quality possible and you know what i almost don't want to ramble no more i want to get this goddamn episode over with (laughs) y'all i don't know what country i feel like i'm in it's so goddamn hot in this house right now and i don't know why because it's not i feel like when i went outside to take socks out for the last time uh, tonight i feel like it felt amazing outside. I don't know why it's so hot in this house. See, we got a new roof recently. That's probably what the hell it is. Now all this damn heat holding up in the house, and I'm about to pass the hell out. I should have left all them damn holes in the roof. I could have got a little breeze coming through this motherfucker. Oh, Lord. Let me tell you something. Look, I'm hot as hell. <laughs> My family will tell you, there's two things you don't want me to be. That's hot and hungry, okay? Because I, listen, I've been snatching somebody like, uh, Goddamn Porsche at that damn reunion. Don't worry, I'm gonna get on Porsche ass Whew, in a little while. But you know what? I don't have the bandwidth <laughs> to just sit my ass up here and just ramble and bamble and scamble. Out socks, calm your ass down, please. This is too much. Oh, Jesus, this damn dog. Okay, let me just go ahead and get into The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That episode, when I rewatched it, I didn't think it gave as much as I remember it giving, but it actually gave us quite a bit to work with, and uh, they've been doing it all season, so I don't know why I'm surprised. Let's go ahead and get into The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The ladies go wine tasting in child somebody's valley. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I told y'all on here recently that I wanted to go wine tasting and nobody has taken me yet. So there's that. Okay. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Garcelle and her hair looked good. Okay. With the Balenciaga blue dress and everything. You know what? It was a successful version of the ponytail that Giselle had when she was in Portugal last season. This one wasn't hanging on by a thread, okay? It wasn't hanging on for dear life, you know, screaming, help, help, help me. It wasn't one of them kind of ponytails, you know. But, you know, it, I like Giselle's ponytail, okay? Y'all better leave my good sis alone. 
Ooh, not not me uh dragging her and defending her all in one breath. <laughs> I'm not mad either. <laughs> Erica isn't here, so Kyle and Renna kind of update the group about Tom's brother now being his conservator and that the seizure of assets, the whole process like kind of takes a while. It takes a little while, so he was actually still in the house when the burglar broke in child them people were so damn shocked they started telling erica's web of lies and baby garcelle and sudden and crystal was just as shocked as they wanted to be especially when they started talking about damn snow in la girl <laughs> what killed me was that sudden point blank period asked how did she know? Garcelle said, oop. <laughs> she knew because her and Tom have weekly Zoom calls to get the lies straight, okay? Now, the only thing that might be a lie about that statement I just made is that it might have been Microsoft Teams. I don't know. WebEx, it, it's something. Zoom, it, they, they're getting on Clubhouse, private room. I don't know what it is, but they having weekly meetings to get them lives together, okay? The best thing about this scene, though, is that we get another peek into Crystal's life and learn about her grandma and how similar her situation is to Tom's. You know, without all the scamming and the lies and the victims and the planes. And you know, it, it's just sad. Her her story is sad. Her story is sad. Her story is sad. Kyle, Sutton, and Dorit meet up before dinner and they discuss Erica's like line from the last episode where she was recapping stuff and then Erica yells out, yeah, allegedly. Wait, girl, where? <laughs> girl, where? Erica and Tom are really like struggling to keep up with the lies, the lies. They're struggling to keep that shit going. They head to dinner and they meet up with the others, including Erica, but not including Kathy. And Erica, listen, as much shit as I give that lady on this podcast every week, I got to give it to her. She does make me laugh every now and then. I'm not going to lie. I try not to laugh at the shit, but the shit do be funny. Sudden was uh scooting her ass along like she really had got, you know what, let me stop. <laughs> scooting like she getting groceries at Kroger, child. She was scooting along the damn path to get to the table instead of the like the higher level that the other women were walking on. And Erica says, look at you taking the easy way, the low road. And I, oop, <laughs> that was a fourth wall break. And Erica's way of saying, look at you getting on the show by showing the blackest part of your ass. Well, she looked, she ain't say that, you know, we, we a drag, uh, <laughs> we drag the shit out of Erica. We a dog walker ass, but you, but that's kind of what she meant. She, she didn't say it, but that's basically the inference that I got. Okay. This episode made me hungry as hell, and you know why. Lobster claws, I'm just saying. Now, for those of you that don't follow me on Instagram, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, then you don't know how often I eat a seafood ball bag. Hint, hint, it's quite often, okay? But, you know, I usually have to settle for, like, a lobster tail. You know me, okay, let me let me run down my order for y'all. Y'all know I likes to get the uh, the combination that has the lobster tail, the crab legs, 
and the shrimp inside. You know, I like mine to come with extra potatoes, some boiled eggs. I like corn, sausage, all of that up in there, up in the mix, okay? I like the sauce that has all of their flavors at the restaurant mixed together. Like, it's usually named after the restaurant. So, like, if you go somewhere that's called, like, Cajun King, it's called, like, the King Sauce. You know, I like, that's my combination. And I like my spice level, depending on the restaurant. I like it hot. But some of these places try to burn your goddamn jaws off. Try to burn your walls out. <laughs> so you got to, you know, you, you got to go medium. That's my kind of stuff. Looking at this, though, I usually have to settle for a lobster tail. I never get to have lobster claw, but I sure want some. So I'm sorry for this been a lot. I'm sorry for all the vegans that are listening right now. But y'all should know. <laughs> y'all should know by now. I'm This ain't a vegan home. OK, I just got done eating some damn neck bones before I recorded this damn podcast. Erica also let to be known that she loves pizza and true crime. See, that's a woman after my own heart. You'd be my favorite housewife, you know, if you weren't a part of a, you know, multi-million dollar fraud syndicate. Allegedly, allegedly. Don't come suing me with your broke ass. Side note, I love that Sutton compares all of this to the situation with Denise from last year. See, this year, everyone is hell-bent on proving that they're Erica's friend, Meanwhile, they attacked Denise the first opportunity they got, all because she wanted to, you know, lick some cootie cat in the privacy of her hotel room. Child, if y'all are going to judge her for anything, judge her for wanting to lick Brandy Glanville's cootie cat. Girl, it's plenty of good cootie cat out here. Don't settle for Brandy Glanville cootie cat. It's plenty of California housewives that I'm sure will click kitties with you, Denise. Tamara Judge ain't got no damn job, and she wants to be a full-time housewife again desperately. So I'm sure Eddie would let her click kitties a couple of times for the sake of financing that big-ass house. Shoot, I know Gina uh, bad her having ass. You know what? I'm off topic. Let me move on. Erica is in a pleasant mood, and is talking about how her son called her and asked about the army hammer rumor. You, 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 oh, oh. All them army hammer rumors, child, I get. I seriously forgot army hammer was even a thing. Not that he was allegedly dating or messing around with Erica Jane. I forgot about him. Like, he dropped off the face of the planet. Like, them people put them rumors out there and showed them DMs and text messages. That man got ghost do you hear me and i'm not talking about power book one or whatever that shit called okay i'm talking about that man got gone gonnington gone her son was apparently he's apparently been asking all of the questions he want to know all the tea okay i know that's right son you get along well with garcelle and sudden kyle messy ass once again, makes things awkward when she alerts everybody in the midst of all of them having a good time that, oh no, Sutton isn't talking anymore. Damn, maybe her throat hurt. Shit, maybe her throat hurting. Offer that lady a damn lozenge first before you try to put the spotlight on her, heifer. They have to have a whole conversation about Erica laughing through her pain like a strong black woman that she is. <laughs> and this is when Erica acts like her and Sutton have suddenly just become the best of friends, complimenting her on her damn store, all kinds of dumb shit. Girl, what? Girl, what? That's always so creepy to me, like for real, in real life. When I've like had a knockout, drag out, blowout match with somebody and now you want to act like 
we've been like T and Tamara, sister, sister, go home, Roger. Like, no, Trick, we got to talk this out. I got to know why you call me a sour booty bitch with no morals first before I move the fuck on with you. I need to know why you were saying all that stuff about me in public. Now, it might have been true, but you didn't have to say the shit. I need to get to the bottom of that first of all. The next day, Garcelle and Sutton talked on the balcony and child... Erica was in the damn room underneath them. They were over there kikiing and ha ha and then ski skiing and everything on the damn phone with Lisa Renna. And Erica's ass just eavesdropping, listening in, having a good old time, hearing everything they saying. I'm glad they weren't dogging her ass out like I would have been because Erica would have tried to fight me, okay? <laughs> I would have been like, Lisa, how could she afford them damn red leather pants when she's supposed to be broke? Like, why was she dressed like H.I.M. from the Powerpuff Girls when she needed to be dressed like Mojo Jojo? See, like, she would have been mad at me because I would have had a whole lot of questions. They was being nice as hell. You don't need to be mad at them. I, I had some questions, okay? Later in the day, Erica and Kyle chit-chat after a game of tennis, and she reveals that she's not going to get anything in a divorce. Like, she broke, broke. She dead broke. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm, I'm just glad that like Kyle said, even though it wasn't to Erica, it was like in her, you know, confessional, you know, it act like she just the, the scariest, toughest woman in the world. She said that the victims are due the money and that they should be the priority child. Erica is on her damn victory tour or her, you know, sympathy tour or her, her Miss Carter show world tour. I don't know. It's, it's something the the, uh, <laughs> the Bonnie and Clyde tour got there. I don't know. She's on something because later on, she actually apologizes to Sutton, which I don't think anybody was expecting. Explains that, you know, she needed to lash out. She was hurting. She's going through a lot. You know, all that kind of shit. But in true Erica form, she reveals that she's actually on her Cardi B shit in her confessional. When you got beef with me, you got beef with me forever. Side note, yay. Them trying to get Sutton on that boat was the hardest I've laughed during the month of September, other than last week's Potomac episode, because that shit was funny. They were trying to hoist her ass up on that boat like they were trying to fly a damn flag at half-mast. I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't know how they going to get her ass down either, because they didn't show that part. They all have to uh, do like Captain America did and pull that rod at the bottom of the flagpole and drop her ass down. <laughs> Y'all, I'm drunk. I don't know. <laughs> I needed something to get me through this recording because it is too damn hot in this house. I'm up here sweating and perspiring. It's, it's a lot going on. The ladies, well, Dorit bring it up. The ladies, they discuss Sutton and Erica's one-on-one conversation where they make up. You know, I told y'all, Erica, you know, I needed someone to lash out at and all like that. And that leads Crystal to making her own statement. She says that she hasn't yet wanted to forgive Sutton like truly in her heart but she's genuinely been having a good time with her. Genuinely been having a good time with her. And she wanted Sutton to know that. That is one of the most relatable experiences in the world to me. I've like surface forgave people before, but it took me until like my late 20s, maybe even early 30s. I'm only 32, calm the fuck down. To, to like just really adopt the mentality of, okay, I said out of my mouth that I forgive them. 
I need to forgive them or quit lying like I have. So I get it. And FYI, Crystal actually revealed in an interview online recently with Josh Flagg's raggedy ass <laughs> that she is returning for another season. Bling, 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 bling. Bitches is mad. We got all of this kumbaya shit going on and on and on. And of course, you know one of our good sisters, either Garcelle, Kyle, or Sutton, is going to shake up the scene. Don't shake the table unless you're ready to get shook. And you know them three are always ready to get shook. So this time it's Garcelle. Garcelle says, let's play a game. And you know in Beverly Hills, those are the magic words to get an episode started right there. Never have I ever. And she kicks the shit off by saying... Never have I ever stolen anything. Oh, bitch. Erica didn't like this shit. (laughs) Somebody said, oh. (laughs) Not oh. You know what? I'm sick of y'all. She didn't have to say, you know what? She didn't say it out loud, though, because in her fashion, you know, her confessionals were, you know, she do most of her little you know, that's where she get most of her power. The one statement that bothers me was, never have I ever done anal sex. Y'all some lying motherfuckers, because only Sudden and Erica drank. Now, you know damn well all of y'all have visited the gay section of Pornhub before, meaning y'all have taken it up the ass. I'm, I'm, if you are, if you saying you haven't, I'm calling bullshit, okay? Hell, if you are really like I think y'all are, Dorit, I believe y'all have been to the pegging section of Pornhub before, too. Y'all know what pegging is, hell. Strap up, baby, strap up. Y'all husband got y'all out here acting like a young M.A. (laughs) This is why I shouldn't drink before recording, okay? Let me stop, because you know what's funny? Right as I say that shit, too, Garcelle asked them people about pegging, and Erica was the only one that said that she would. I know that's right, Erica. Face down, ass up. That's the way I lo- You know what? Anyway, <laughs> good episode. Let's move on. Hell, season finale is this week. Y'all, we have gotten through an amazing Beverly Hills season. This is a great season. I'm wondering how Erica and Sutton are going to leave things off. Should be interesting. I'm ready to see it, but let's move the hell on. Let me go ahead and jump into my weekly reality ramblings. First things first, let's get into the section where I get to give out my award for the ball head hole award of the week. Now, you know, ball head hole award can be a good thing and a bad thing because I too am a bald head hole. So this week it is not good. <laughs> well, it might be, I don't know. I have to, I have to kind of talk through my feelings and I need y'all to kind of be my soundboard to do so. So I need y'all to just, just listen to me. Okay. The ball head hole award of the week goes to the casting changes in Atlanta. Now, look, I'm very happy because we've been needing change in Atlanta. The change that's come, however, I am not so sure about. Let me first say before I give out my award, let me say that Cynthia Bailey, I'm okay with you leaving, though I have enjoyed you all 10 years on the show. I really have. I feel like you have been a very well-balanced cast member. You have shown every aspect of your life. You have uh, really, you've shaded people when you need to shade people. You've fallen back on your sword when you've needed to. You have been 
a fixture on Atlanta for a long time. And I appreciate you for that. I enjoy Cynthia Bailey. I do. Now, with that being said, I think that starting like your first season, we watched you come on, not really have too much money to spare. (laughs) That was a nice way to say it. Not have too much money to spare. Then you, you know, you get into marrying Peter that season. You know, you, you become a real housewife that first season. It's amazing. Fast forward to your last season. You are now chilling. You're getting ready to marry Mike Hill. You, I actually feel like we're one of the few people that had a storyline this past season because we were just kind of floundering about, but you just like, I feel like every other season, you always have some shit going on. You really did. So I actually appreciate you for everything you brought to Atlanta. With that being said though, I feel like you really kind of told a complete story on this show. Like you've really, you've been on this show for over 10 years. You've really shown us every part of your life. You have really kind of, you know, opened up and I don't know, you've let us criticize you. You've let us call you everybody's puppet under the sun. You've given us the fashion, the confessionals. You've shaded the hell out of people. And you've had a very full circle moment on this show, marrying somebody and divorcing somebody who you should have never married in the first place (laughs) in my Tiffany Pollard voice to finding your forever. And I'm very happy for you for that. So Cynthia, while you are not my bald head whole ward of the week, I did want to acknowledge you because the news came out the very day that I put out that podcast episode. So I wasn't able to talk about it last week. And I just kind of feel a ways, but you know, Cynthia, I wish you nothing but luck on your journey, nothing but success. If you're going over there, I'll take a Diet Coke now. You know, I, I wish you everything on your journey. Now, my bald head hole award of the week goes to the other, the other Atlanta departure, Portia Williams. Now, Portia, come on up to the congregation. Come on up here by the choir. Sit by the first lady. We got to talk to you for a little bit. Come on, give your testimonial so we can get your ass right together, Okay. Portia, you still have some story to tell. You chose the punk ass route and you didn't want to tell that story on camera. Now you didn't set up here and let us uh judge about Duke Williams and that fake ass relationship. You didn't let us judge Cordell and that beard ass relationship. You know what? Let me stop. <laughs> Portia, you know Portia on my list right now. I'm so mad at Portia. Y'all know Portia has always been my favorite damn housewife and now she didn't call herself leaving. Oh, half a See that? You had some more stuff to tell. We were all literally foaming at the mouth, drooling at the mouth, waiting, waiting, waiting for this season of Atlanta to come back so that we could see how this plays out. Now, granted, you do have your own like spinoff reality show that we're all looking forward to. I'm going to watch it. I'll see what's up. Now, if it's too cute to cute to yada yada and y'all don't address how the hell you and Dennis got together then, you know, I'm a fill of ways, but whatever. I was looking forward to seeing all this play out, and I was looking forward to seeing how you were going to handle Kenya because Candy wasn't going to give a damn. Drew damn sure wasn't going to give a damn. Cynthia gone. Marlo probably would have gave a damn, but Marlo can't say too much because all the rumors that have been out there about her all of these years better be a little hypocritical of Marlo. So Marlo, you you stay out of this one, sis, okay? Don't don't you do that. I don't care if they bump you up to a whole peach, half a peach, quarter peach. Hey, I don't care what they do. Don't do it, Marlo. Don't set yourself up for that. 
never talk about and you okay you know what I was about to preach tomorrow and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to preach to you. Okay. I just want to tell you, Portia, you punked out. I'm mad at you. I'm also though. See, that's why I said, I don't know if it's a, if it's really a ball head whole water of the week, even though her hair, she got about as much hair on her head as I do without them wigs. I, I say it might not be because I am happy for Portia. Like she seems to have like found her forever. She's found the man. She crying when she gave him the ring. They seem to really be in love. I'm not actually one that really cared about the whole Fallon thing. Like once I like sat and thought about it, y'all know I nearly had a heart attack the day she announced it. But like I felt, you know, I was one of the people that felt like Fallon was doing what she was doing. And Simon said she was doing what she was doing. And then it came out later, you know, Fallon was pregnant. So, you know, we, we, we knew some things. So, it was, you know, it was a lot. I wasn't, you know, if you don't care about your marriage, I don't care about your marriage. I'm just saying. So I didn't really care that Simon and Portia had gotten together. That was just me, though. But I did need to know all the ins and outs because y'all's math wasn't adding up. See, I'm fair. I can say that I'm happy for you and then question all that dumb shit, too. Portia, your math didn't add up. You're doing some of that new math that they do in schools now. Then none of that math add up. And I need you to come to the carpet and let us question you about this shit a little bit. Oh, so you the bald head hole of the week, Portia. I'm sick of this shit. Oh, man, Lord. You know what? Other than Portia and Cynthia, there was a lot else going on in uh, reality TV this week. We had a couple of finales, the circle finale. And if you don't want to, you know, hear who won, close your ears for a couple of minutes. Uh, James, congratulations. I was rooting for, uh, see, my favorite, of course, was Kay. I was expecting Nick to win, even though I wanted Kay to win. But I said, you know what? I really, really love James. He's been the funniest player, I feel like, in the past, like all the seasons they had of the circle. I feel like I'm about to stroke out, y'all. <laughs> I'm like slurring words and everything. Like, I'm hot as hell. I just paused this recording. I had gotten a little, a little fan in my life, but Lord. It didn't do what it needed to do. I need y'all to DM me and email me tomorrow and make sure uh, that my damn air conditioning working. Because if it ain't, I might not have woke up for work, okay? So y'all need to help a motherfucker out. I come, I'm going to sleep with my fan on high. Don't worry. Whew, but yeah, congratulations. Another great season of The Circle. The thing was, I talked to uh, Donnie and Amanda about this. Because Amanda from the uh, It's All Happening podcast, she's really gotten into The Circle. And now she was saying how, like, and I 100% agree with her. She was like, you know what? This is a great, like, great season because of all the twists and turns. You know, that's why I love the circle. But she was like, I feel like half of the cast I absolutely hate. And I was like, yeah, I do too. Like, there's a half of the cast that I really like, and the other half I don't care about at all, and I want them to actively lose. So, in case you haven't started watching yet, I'm not going to say who. But you just watch it, you figure it out, you see who we talking about, you know, hop in my ride, stash this whole let be cool, turn the sound up and roll it. Y'all will figure it out when y'all watch it, okay? We got another finale, but if you know me, you know that I have another podcast, and that podcast is called The Big Brother Breakfast Club. We recorded our last episode about this current season this past weekend, that episode is out Go check that out. It's called Big Brother Breakfast Club. But I wanted to touch on it just a little bit because it was an amazing season. 
as a black person, Big Brother had gotten very, very difficult to watch. It had. And I have skipped, I don't know how many seasons because I just couldn't, hmm, I couldn't do it to myself all the time. I couldn't. So, like, I could either watch it and go through what I call voluntary trauma or I can just remove it from my life completely. Most times I would start a season and then stop watching because it would go the exact same way as every other season. They would throw comps for the big muscular white dude. White dude would make it to the end. He'd win. Nothing new, nothing out of the ordinary. It got very predictable. It, it Once they realized that like there was money in casting nothing but uh, like a house full of like Abercrombie models and then a couple of regular Joes, they would always get the regular Joes out first and then the Abercrombie and Hollister models would fight over the shit until the end. And I was never interested in seeing it, especially after seasons like, was it 15, 14, 15? One of them were Gina Marie and all of them doing all their racist shit. Like it, racism was an underlying theme in Big Brother and I had to get away from it. With all that being said, congratulations to the Cookout Alliance for truly making history that is amazing if you haven't watched big brother before this would be a fantastic season to start with because you don't need a bet you really big brother you just need to know how it works and they explain how it works every single episode so you don't really have to you know you ain't got to really know shit going into it you know it's an entirely different cast every time sometimes they'll do an all-star season sometimes they'll bring a couple of people back for it with a whole new cast you know it really does kind of depend this season, though, all new people. That's what I was really happy about. All new people. It was a diverse cast. They weren't just, it was, and the thing that I love, it was really like the cookout didn't say we're black, we gonna be in an alliance. They were like, you know what? We watched this game for 23 seasons now, or 22 seasons, because they're the 23rd. We've watched this show for 22 seasons now. We've seen that in the past decade, one person has made it of color has made it to the final six or one black person. I was, I don't want to say of color cause it may, maybe someone Latino, maybe someone Asian has made it farther than a black person. But what they said was we won't actively target each other in this house because we're already going to be big enough targets. That's the shit I like. They ended up becoming one of the most powerful, successful alliances in Big Brother history. Let me tell it, the best alliance in Big Brother history and one. And seeing them, they asses drunk on the streets of California this past weekend was everything that I needed to see, okay? I wish I was out there. I would have loved to have gotten drunk with they asses. <sighs> but un unfortunately, I'm in the South, sweating. No AC, <laughs> not to the lady, come back tomorrow. I'm just, you know what? A bitch doing bad, okay? <laughs> a bitch doing bad. You know what? Before I get into that new episode of Potomac, I do, since we're in the, you know, the weekly reality rambling section, I do want to kind of touch on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, there was a time where I was kind of covering both extensively, like Potomac uh, and Salt Lake City, but since they both come on Sundays, Potomac has really been given. Like Potomac has been given, 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 and Salt Lake City City is still like kind of warming up. Like they really got a little warming up to do. So 
I'm only touching on the major points and there really wasn't any <laughs> this episode, but I want to touch on a couple of things before I move on to Potomac because it, you know, they're worth mentioning. The first one being of course, Jen Shaw, Jen Shaw throwing that damn tennis bracelet when they know damn well, they don't know what that lady does for a living child. Jen, go find that damn tennis bracelet by your damn self instead of having Lisa Barlow treasure diving in the damn snow. That bracelet is worth $70,000. Considering how much you've allegedly, in my Erica Jane voice, stolen from people in your little pyramid scheme, that $70,000 will go a long way. (laughs) I'm glad Meredith and Jen got a little closure during this episode, if that's what you want to call it but I doubt it'll last. Why? Because Jen Shaw is incapable of taking responsibility for any of her actions. It's always a, but I, but ooh, but ew, but what? No, Jen, ain't no damn but. You are the worst human being on earth and just accept it. Random point number two. The new friend of, I don't even know the damn lady name, but I'm sure I'll learn it as the season go on. She really a friend of. That lady looked just like Sarah Paulson. AKA Ratchet, AKA American Horror Story, which reminds me, I missed the latest episode of American Crime Story, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Have y'all been watching that impeachment? I missed the latest episode. Sarah Paulson, of course, is killing it. She's Linda Tripp. Uh, I don't know who the hell they got playing Monica Lewinsky, but she's good as hell too. They got, girl, I was about to say Billy Eilish. That ain't that damn man name. What's that man name? Billy. Billy something with an E hell. He he in it too, goddammit. And this ain't listen, this ain't got nothing to do with Salt Lake City, but hell, it's more entertaining than Salt Lake City is right now. Even though I'm living for Mary Cosby. Y'all know Mary Cosby can sneeze on a beat and the beetle gets sicker. So I'm here for Mary Cosby. And I'm here for her natural curls that she keeps trying to wear on these episodes to remind y'all that she black <laughs> and that she love black people. <laughs> Let me stop and move on. You know what? Why slander Mary Cosby when I can slander Jen Shaw? Lisa walked into that casino for Jesus party and paid witness as dust, dust. Okay. And I lived Lisa does not see it for them damn cousins. Okay. And apparently she don't see it for uh, the other next to Ken either. Cause she got pulled into aside by Sarah Paulson's ass and says that, uh, the caterer pulled out and it's your fault, Lisa child. <laughs> she thinks somebody called and threatened them. Lisa, of course, denies, denies, denies. Lisa leaves and then she goes to get back up, a.k.a. Meredith and Jen Shaw, child. And somehow it all comes back to Jen Shaw. I don't know. I I didn't understand this altercation at all. And then somehow Whitney and that terrible ass haircut come in there and it all goes downhill. Whitney's hairstyle, since they shared a clip of this scene online, has stressed me the fuck out it has stressed me out so goddamn bad during this episode i could barely pay attention to what the hell was going on all i saw was lisa barlow started crying and she got the fuck in my tokyo tony voice she got the fuck up out of there so i guess i didn't have to pay attention for launch <laughs> thank god for jesus okay you know what let me go ahead and get into the raggedy ass potomac housewives so i can call it a night and cut my damn fan back on 
Are you looking for a cheap way to support your favorite content creator? You know who I'm talking about, the content creator that you happen to be listening to now. Yes, guess what? I'm on Buy Me A Coffee, or in my case, Buy Me A Beer, okay? Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash realitycomics2, the number two this time. Yeah, they said it was too long, yada, 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 whatever. Listen. I work hard to put out these two podcast episodes every single week to run the Instagram account, to do the polls, the stories, the uh, 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 everything else in between. Any support that you guys give me, I always appreciate. So if you're tired of uh, me constantly soliciting uh, ratings and reviews, then just buy me a coffee. I love you for it. Mwah! Potomac, 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 child. The ladies are getting ready for a trip to Chesapeake. And we find out that Mia's mom, that she barely has been speaking to over the past, oh, I don't know, lifetime, while she's, uh, she's going to be babysitting her kids while her and Gordon are going on Wendy's girls trip. Um, I'm sorry, but nobody else feels a way about this. Like, I don't care if it's blood or not. Like, I'm, it could literally be anybody. I feel like I need to know everything from what perfume you were on a daily basis because, you know, we all we all got our own special scent that we were on a daily basis, and then we got our scent for the special occasions. You know what I'm talking about. Everything from that to, like, how often you get waxed before I let your kids or my kids <laughs> stay with your ass at your house. You know, black folk, we barely let our kids go over folk house. Anyway, I ain't got no damn kids, but you know what I mean? Hell, but also kind of contradicting myself. If I need a vacation, hell, I, I drop them kids off. I'll let them get placed by CPS child protective services and just come back and get them later on. Okay. <laughs> Mia lets them know that she might have to fight Candace. And on the other side of town, Candace is letting it be known that it's a mutual feeling. Okay. I'm sorry, but look, y'all gonna be mad at me. Candace funny as fuck. I don't give a damn. She damn near my favorite in Potomac nowadays. The lady is funny as hell. Y'all know my green eye bandits will always come first, but Candace is a strong third. Okay. That, uh, oh, I, listen, that girl said Mia acts like I'm supposed to be intimidated by her. Who the hell is intimidated by a size 14 foot? You know what? Y'all better leave these big feet women alone, okay? <laughs> oh, not me saying big feet women. <laughs> My sister is a part of the BFG, okay? The Bigfoot gang. So y'all better fall back off of the Bigfoot sisters, okay? We gonna leave the Bigfoot sisters alone, Candace, all right? We see Ashley go kiki with Robin. They talk about the reasonably shady party and Robin lets Ashley know when discussing Mia versus Candace that Mia's mom has a history of drug issues and all the stuff that we've learned in previous episodes. So the low budget comment probably hit different. Not that Candace even knows that. Then they talk about the upcoming trip and they talk about Giselle having sent a text message to the entire group the flossy posse or whatever the hell they call themselves saying that she ain't coming because Wendy's invite was rude child. Cal was right there doing her hair. That, listen, seeing Cal's process was shade alone. <laughs> Them damn producer shady as hell. Y'all knew we was going to critique the way that man was bleaching that damn hair. Giselle, I wonder what color Giselle's hair really is. 
Because Cal looked like he'd be bleaching the fuck. You know what? Let me stop. Cal was right there doing her hair when she sent it, and he was shook, okay? He was like, damn, I thought you was just practicing. Wendy sent a text message letting everyone know that they're still welcome to come and that she's only packing positivity in her luggage, not the luggage that, you know, Giselle got to fuck on the trip because she ain't bringing no man with her. And Robin says, thanks for celebrating Reasonably Shady with us. Enjoy your trip. <laughs> Child, now Ashley got to go hang out with them people about her damn self that she barely like anyway. You know what? I was about to make a light-skinned joke, but I fought the urge. It's called growth, people. It's called growth, okay? Get into it. Let's jump to Eastern Shore or Chesapeake or wherever the hell they are, where they uh, where Wendy got them staying in a goddamn <laughs> abandoned church that they turned into a real house. That uh, Listen, I feel like we're not talking enough about this damn house that Wendy got them staying in. It should look like... It looked like where a hate crime that took place before, but they didn't have to uh, take all the damn graffiti off the walls before they sold that shit. I don't know. It just give me vibes. I don't like that. Gordon seemed super fun, initially at least. <laughs> he was waiting for the valet to come park his damn car and get his luggage, all kind of shit. Boy, this is not Beverly Hills. This is Potomac, okay? You'd be better off waiting for Juan Dixon to show up to a group event and get your damn bags rather than waiting on some damn valet. Mia mentions that her mom is babysitting the kids, and this prompts a whole conversation about, you know, basically between her and Wendy about the relationship with her mom in the first place and why that's her first time babysitting her grandkids. Wendy asks if Candace's comment hit differently because of that history and Mia just simply shaded the shit out of Candace for being a spoiled ass brat. Oop. Side note, Mia's new confessional look is her best one yet. Hands down her best look, which was pretty easy because I hated the other two. <laughs> Another side note, Ray, Shaden, Giselle, and Cal tickled the shit out of me. Karen says she was going to invite Giselle to the wedding. And he's like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't know who she's going to bring. I'm the hairdresser, I guess. Oh, you know what, Ray? That's why she wished death on your ass right there. <laughs> you know what? I got to stop. I can't drink no more before I do this shit. <laughs> Candace arrives and the confessional shade between her and Mia begins immediately the real story though is gordon g is on 10 tentington okay drunk as a skunk loose as a goose don't get me started he want to know where the white women at and brown dick chris want to know where the black women at it's a lot of colors being thrown around in the damn kitchen okay <laughs> after gordon continues to be disgusting for a little while longer like a the old horny ass man that he is a scholar arrives and immediately recognizes his drunkness. The most awkward part of this episode was when Gordon takes a call and then he brings the phone in there to Mia in front of everybody so that he can announce that he's like building her a G wagon. Everybody in the damn kitchen is like, um, okay. Except Wendy, you know, Wendy got to have a big reaction to everything. Whoa, I can, can I have, Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, Wendy, damn. <laughs> then he proceeded to tell Mia to shut the fuck up. Now, I don't know how we went from that to this. And that quick, like, what, what is actually happening? I don't know how we got there, but we arrived there, okay? Later on, 
Candace, Ascala, and Wendy are upstairs gossiping, and then Mia joins them, and an argument ensues, of course. It was supposed to be kumbaya, but nope, nope. Child, I had to stop taking notes and laugh because this shit was funny as fuck. Candace told that girl she was found on a street and Gordon uh made it rain on her ass. Mia said I make all types of money and all this kind of shit. Was, the other women, listen, it was a whole lot of shit going on. Mia ended up getting a call and all the other women left the room. Mia gets up at the end of her call and she says something to the effect of like, goodbye my like my my rich friends my super rich friends something not like these broke bitches something like that as she's walking past wendy and candace candace caught the shade and said your mama's a broke bitch now <laughs> this is like the ninth time in this episode that candace has said your mama but it in my mind it's still kind of like heavenly on uh watch what happens live now it's offensive when she says it to mariah because she know lucy and she don't like lucy so when you say your mama that actually means something but candace don't know that damn mama or her damn story so it's a little harder for me to get on board with the whole you know she's talking about her mother being a drug addict kind of thing like that doesn't really resonate with me at this time ashley and karen arrive and greet a very drunk gordon I'm sure this is going to turn into a whole thing later. And then they greet the others. Now it's time for the room assignments. This feels very real housewives of New York, except it'd be a lot more fighting and a lot more racism because Ramona would be there. <laughs> she lets Karen and Ascala pick their rooms first because they were like in the outhouse last time. <laughs> they were in the porta potty last time sleeping the shit when they went out of town. Then Ashley gets to pick next since she left her kids to be here. Aw, and y'all know Wendy and Ashley got a history about them damn kids. So, oh Lord, let the kids come. Let the kids come. Then Candace. <laughs> so Candace goes last. And then Robin and Giselle, if they decide to come, they just uh put their shit anywhere they can. You know, they good for giving Robin and Giselle some damn bunk beds to sleep on anyway. So I guess that's where they will be. After all of this, Mia and Ashley talk and Candace can like, she's in earshot. She can hear everything that's being said. Candace says that Mia needs to go to therapy because basically her and a scholar feel like she's classist. Like every time they have an argument with Mia, they always feel like it comes to, what does it come to? It comes to like, well, I've done all of this and y'all have done nothing. Like it is very like, I'm better than y'all and y'all have to get on board with it. I get that, that, that I do get Cause I get the same vibes from Mia too. The thing is, Mia, you, I'm, I'm gonna need you to start a couple of companies before you start acting elitist. Now, don't do that shit, okay? And then the people, look, let me put you on free game, uh, Mia. The fact that you are light skinned too, you know them people, and you go constantly look down on the darker skinned folk. If that shit, see, they'll let you do it with Candace because the Potomac fans tend to be a little hypocritical. <laughs> so they'll let you do it with Candace. But the moment you try to do that shit with a, a Scala or you try to do it with a Wendy, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. I'm trying to tell you. You had yellow. See, they don't care about protecting Candace. They, they care about protecting Wendy and a Scala. I'm just saying. Am I being messy? Yep. I'm going to keep doing it too. Anyway, they tell her that and a Scala, you know, basically echoes all the sentiment and it goes down from there. Baby, more your mamas get thrown. 
pimps and hoes get thrown. Karen steps in and tries to tell her about the girl's mama's life history. And then Candace says, like, uh, what did she say? You, uh, why don't you have some salad or something like that? And she takes a couple of like the, the look. First of all, it looked like she was feeding them iceberg lettuce. I ain't like that shit to begin with. That put me off. At least give a bitch arugula or kale or spinach or something. Don't give me no goddamn iceberg lettuce. Helpful. Anyway, she threw some some iceberg lettuce like in Mia's direction. I don't think it made it off the counter, but it was still going in her direction. Mia comes back. She just stares and listens to Candace. Then she takes a handful of the salad and chunks it right at her ass. Y'all know this is the, the iconic clip from the like the trailer or whatever. So we've now witnessed it happen. Child Candace throws some back and it's a whole mess from there. And then of course, oh Lord, to be continued. We'll see what happens next week. Look, I'm ready to turn my damn fan back on. I ain't got time to joke with y'all about uh, how I'm going to end this episode. Listen, y'all don't talk to me, okay? Bye. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.